The following is a sponsored program paid for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning and welcome to Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell and I am joined as I am every week. By Jenna Topple, Director of Brand and Digital Member Experience at First Alliance Credit Union. Hi, good morning, Jenna. Morning, Andy. So last week it was home equity. The topic yeah. of the Good Money Move episode was the subject for us this week. Yeah, so this week we are going to take some time to answer a question that is really on, I think, everybody's minds these days. And that is... Why the heck is everything so expensive right now? <laughs> and getting more and more expensive every day, it seems yes, like. Yes. Yeah. You know, I just went to the grocery store the other day to just grab a couple things that we were out of. You know, it wasn't a big grocery run, but it cost me $80. And I was like, what? <laughs> I know. So, yes, this is um, a very real situation that is uh, everyone is collectively experiencing right now. So on average, prices are actually up um, 6.8% from a year ago. Um, and that's on average, right? So gas, as, right. if you've had to fill up the tank recently, you've definitely noticed this, but gas is up about 58% over last year. I know um, I felt it in the budget. Yes, absolutely. Um, the cost of meats, especially beef, is right now is up about 21%. Um, and the cost of, you know, heating your home with fuel, that cost was up 59% more than last year, right? So we there everything across the board, you're seeing these increased prices. Um, and we even talked in a previous episode, um, you know, a couple months ago, probably I think back in maybe October or so, we talked about the rising cost of vehicles too. So, and that continues as well. Um, so you're definitely not imagining that your dollar is not going as far as it did even this time last year. Um, prices right now have are actually rising the fastest that they have in four decades four decades yeah so it's prices are going up it's not in your imagination <laughs> and on, on top of that even if you were lucky enough to receive a decent raise mm -hmm. odds are your pay did not increase as fast as what you just said was the inflation rate correct so even with a larger salary you're still falling behind yeah. As far yeah. as the power of purchasing power of your dollar. Yeah. Definitely. So I guess that leads to the obvious question, Jenna, why is this happening? Yeah. So there are definitely a lot of different factors that really come into play when it comes to how much the goods and services that you buy cost. Um, so, but but really the large part of the inflated prices that we're experiencing are still due to the ongoing effects of the supply chain issues and the labor shortages caused by the pandemic. Um, because a lot of those are still ongoing and some of those effects you don't start to feel until six to 12 months post when the issue started, right? So while you, right now you can kind of find toilet paper more 
readily available <laughs> these days. I mean, I remember, you know, going to the stores and there wasn't anything on the shelves or toilet paper. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Well, that that seems to have stabilized a little bit. That but there are wipes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, that particular good seems to have stabilized a little bit. There are still um, struggles to keep a lot of other products on the shelves and stores are often still ending up with shortages um, very sporadically um, and sometimes more regularly for diff- for goods that they typically have in stock. And those shortages, when they happen, are called stockouts. Um, and when that happens, it does tend to drive up prices, right? Typically for three to four months at a time. Um, But as the COVID-19 pandemic continues, some of those shortages, especially around food and electronics, and and I don't want you to just think TVs when I say electronics, I'm talking the any, you know, the microchips that are in those vehicles that we talked about a couple months ago, that's caused the shortages and the issues in that supply chain. Um, so it's more than just like your um, your smartphone or your TV. Electronics means a lot of different things. So it's so refrigerators even. Yeah, appliances. Absolutely. There yeah. uh, that you know, it was really hard to find for quite some time new appliances. And so what you, that whole scenario caused a backlog in building homes. Um, People stopped um, renovating kitchens because they couldn't get new appliances, which then you couldn't buy used ones for cheaper prices. And so you were forced to either just live with what you had, or if you had to buy something, it was, you had to pay those higher prices to get what was in stock. Yeah. So there's a, it's a big cycle and there's a lot of moving pieces. So it's hard to really kind of pinpoint to any one specific thing, but you know, for these kind of the food and electronics, the, the pricing from these stockouts that the pricing increase from those do tend to stick around for a lot longer than just that three to four month time span. And that's what we're really feeling right now. Um, So, and then on top of that, when when a product does become available for a long period of time, which has happened, um, retailers just tend to stop carrying that item altogether because it's not worth continuing to check to see if it's ever going to be in stock again. Sure. Right. And that and that is known as what's called a permanent stockout. And when that happens, right, and this is persisting in some sectors of different industries, right, and they're continuing to keep those prices stubbornly high because now all of a sudden you have less options to choose from in the store, right? So these ongoing shortages are putting pressure on prices and they're contributing to those high levels of inflation that we're continuing to see now. Um, So really, it just, it really does kind of boil down to some basic supply and demand playing out on a really rapid scale. So, um, and again, there's global, yeah, rapid and global. And again, there's many other factors that come into play for different industries and the pricing involved there. Um, But we're not going to get into that. Um, Basic level, it's a supply and demand issue. So consumers are still trying to spend money at their normal levels. And some of that is due to some of the some of the um, economic impact payments that we received, right? Because they wanted people to be able to keep spending when they were out of work. So there was some some of that, which is okay, but there were now less items to buy. So to kind of combat the demand, the prices have been increasing 
to try to help slow that spending down a little bit because there just isn't anything available. Well, so plus, that's kind yeah. of what we talk about when we say supply and demand. Yeah, and plus the factories that make the goods that are in short supply mm-hmm. to get the workers to make the part, the whatever it is, they had mm-hmm. to pay them more, which increased the cost of manufacturing, which gets passed along to the wholesaler and then the consumer. Of, uh, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Many, yeah. many moving pieces. It's a lot of moving pieces, and there's a, and it's kind of a cyclical thing that happens, right, with supply and demand. And so it's eventually all of this stuff will even out, and I, I, I don't think you'll ever see prices completely come back down to the points where that we're at before. That usually isn't probably what happens, um, but they won't be as inflated either. But there's not <laughs> a really good time frame to know when that's kind of going to happen. Well, no, yeah. I wish you had a crystal ball for us. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned some of the items. We went through a bunch of them. Toilet paper, the obvious, the computer chips and all of this business. What other things can we expect to see cost more as we go through the summer? Yeah, that's a great question. And I mean, the short answer is everything, <laughs> <laughs> right? Everything, everything is going to continue to go up. But to give you some perspective on what that might look like. So when we talk about like grocery and food prices, right, we are, I mentioned those are already uh, inflated and they're about an 8.6 inflation um, in prices now versus what they were a year ago. Um, so th- things like poultry and meats, you're going to continue to see those go up anywhere from six to 7% higher still. Um, things like eggs are going to increase still dairy anywhere from four to 5%. Um, things like fresh fruits and vegetables. Again, you're going to see anything about from like five to 6% there. So, and your sugar and sweets products, those are also continuing to increase as well. So that's a, probably like a three to 4% increase. And then ah, that's a you, luxury item. Is it though? I don't know. <laughs> when I'm having a bad day, I eat a cookie or a s'more or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> um, yeah. So across the board, really, you're going to continue to see prices increase on foods anywhere from you know two and a half to seven percent, depending on what the good is over over the summer time frame, and uh, that doesn't just mean the stuff you buy at the grocery store, right? That also means restaurant food prices are going to go up. And I don't know about you, Andy, but we went out to eat the other night um, at a place, I'm not, you know, here in town, it was just me and my family. So four of us cost us what normally maybe would have cost us 30 to $40, you know, a year and a half ago and cost us $70. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Really, um, 100% increase. So, yeah. And I, and we didn't even all order a meal. We, some of us were sharing. So it was, I was shocked. I was honestly shocked when, <laughs> um, so prices are in restaurants are going to also continue to go up, right? Because they have to pay more for the food. They have still have later labor shortages going yes. on in that industry heavily. Um, so a lot of predictions are saying that those increases are going to be anywhere from another five and a half to six and a half percent throughout the remainder of the year. Um, and restaurant prices have already gone up since January of 2021. So it's just going to continue to increase in that in the food industry. Right. And then, of course, gas prices. We are all really feeling that one if you if you drive a car at all you know how bad this is already but and they're really climbing towards almost five dollars a gallon at this point 
Um, and they do seem set to stay relatively high, even during the peak driving season of the summer, which is about July. Um, and actually, so this was an interesting um, projection that I came across. So some research is projecting that households are going to spend the equivalent of $5,000 on gasoline this year compared to $2,800 wow. a year ago. Um, and so uh, there are some analysts predicting that um, the national average for gas is going to be up to $6.20 per gallon by August. Well, thank goodness that includes what they pay on the east and west coast, which usually are a lot higher than we are. So, yeah, but that's hopefully average. that doesn't so mean that... we'll be six twenty. <laughs> yeah, so so just be prepared. That is going to continue to yeah. increase, and with all of that, you know, if so, if you're planning on doing any traveling or vacationing right this summer, um, traveling is not going to be easy on your wallet. Vacation is not going to be easy on your wallet, right? So you can really expect to pay higher costs for everything across the board from lodging, airline tickets, and any other, you know, expenses there because what, air, you know, planes use fuel too. So Guess their prices what, yeah. are going up. Um, they they also are still working under, you know, short-staffed like many other industries. It's not um, – while some of the restrictions around COVID have definitely – lightened up across the country, the effects of the pandemic are still not, we're still not back to normal levels. And, and that's why you can continue to see a lot of these um, inflated prices. You know, and actually one of those interesting, as I was kind of looking into some of this information for today's episode, I, I, I never really thought about this, but summer camps, right, have also, of course, right, uh, increased in prices. And I, and I never really thought about this cause I don't actually send my kids to summer camps typically, no. <laughs> but I know it's a very common, um, thing for families to do, but I never thought about this, but the demand is actually extremely strong for summer camps right now because parents are like desperate for their kids <laughs> to just get out of the house and be in nature and be around kids you know, kids their own age and really disconnect oh, from all those I tech thought, devices. I thought you meant the parents wanted peace and quiet, not to actually enhance the children's experience. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure there's a little bit of selfishness <laughs> there too. So, <laughs> but yes, yeah. You know, I mean, there's just, they've been social distancing and distance learning for two years. Like there's this pent up demand for this for many different reasons. Right. <laughs> um, but the supply of this, again, the supply and demand that we were talking about earlier, is lower than it's ever been. There are so many summer camps that closed during the pandemic because they weren't able to continue sure. operating or the cost to continue operating with the, with the added, um, you know, COVID restrictions and things that they had to go through to make that a realistic option. Just they couldn't do it. And so... Um, you can kind of expect to see summer camp fees increase too, anywhere jump up from anywhere from ten to fifteen percent as well, just because there's less of them, less options, and more people looking to take advantage of them. So supply and demand again. Yeah, yeah. So literally every industry is feeling this in some way, shape, or form, and you know, um, including the financial industry. Right, the Fed is raising interest rates, which means sure. our, you know, our prices to be able to supply loans and things like that are going to increase as well. So okay. I'm, it's everywhere. So basically everything is going to continue to be more expensive, unfortunately. All right. <laughs> We're going to take a break. And when we come back with more good money moves, we'll talk maybe about how we can cope with this. <laughs> Plan. <laughs> 
plan ahead to deal with it. How's that? With yeah. Jenna Tauble with First Alliance Credit Union. Back in a moment on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. On News Talk 1340, KROC AM at 96.9 FM. So planning ahead for a financial issue like inflation, I imagine the budget word will be mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> so what yeah. can we do? What what can we do to budget for these higher costs? Yeah, so that's a really good question, Andy. And, you know, with like three out of four Americans really experiencing a lot of financial stress due to the high inflation that's going on, it's going to be really more important now than ever to spend wisely. Um, So one of the best ways to really save money during inflation is by cutting any unnecessary expenses that you have. And there's a lot of different ways to go about that, right? doesn't mean you have to give up the things you love necessarily. There's other options. Um, So I would say one really kind of easy way to go about this is to try to find ways to reduce the amount of interest that you're paying on things like your credit cards or other debts through something like a consolidation loan or a credit card balance transfer, right? So this really allows you to just cut down that on those interest rate charges that you're paying Um, that can really take a big bite out of your budget. It's a really kind of quick and easy way to just free up, you know, maybe another, a couple, 10, 20, 30, $100 in your budget. Like that goes a long way um, when you start spending a little bit more wisely. So that's something to definitely look into. So like the best kind of balance transfer credit card programs tend to offer like a 0% um, introductory rate for those balance transfers over a period of time. So, which can be really helpful because then you're not paying any interest for, you know, six to 12 months or whatever that introductory period is, which can, can't, you still need to make your payments, but you're not paying interest on that, which just kind of saves you a couple, a couple bucks, right? And every little bit helps right now. So, and I like, I like this option because it is, it's actually a very easy process to do. Um, And there's, it doesn't, hurt you in any way, right? You're not only allows you to kind of pay off some old debts, maybe, but you can kind of improve your credit score and save some money at the same time. So it's really a win, win, win scenario. So if you got a lot of credit cards out there that, you know, consider doing something like a debt consolidation loan or a balance transfer, just to save yourself money on interest, that's a great way to get started. I'm kind of cutting some unnecessary costs, right? So this next this next piece of advice I'm going to give is almost um, a little bit the opposite of what I just told you. And but hear me out because everyone's situation is different. So <laughs> I want I want to make sure that people consider this as an option as well. Okay. So if you are actively paying off debt, and what I mean by that is if you are making more than the minimum payments each month on your debts, there's nothing wrong with that, and that's generally encouraged. But if you are really struggling to afford groceries or afford gas, dialing back the amount you're putting towards that debt might be a good solution for the short term to really kind of scale back the amount on that you're making on those payments. Um, and again, I said short term. 
And as long as you're making those minimum payments, you'll still be making progress towards your payoff goal. It might just, you might just have to adjust a little bit further out than you might normally would like to have so that you can redirect some of that funds towards things like groceries, gas, utilities, things like that, that you need to keep living day to day, right? right? The basic. basic. Early on, we talked about the budgeting business, right? And that's what you do. Your priorities are the roof over your head and the food on your table and the utilities to keep you warm and the lights on. Yep. And then you go and figure out how to allocate the other money. Correct. So we're back to the basics on that as well. Yeah. Just take another look at it basically. It does. Yeah. Because a budget is never fully set in stone, right? As things change in your financial situation, whether you have more money, whether you have less money, which is kind of the situation now, you have to kind of go back and reevaluate your situation to meet the needs that you have in the moment in time. And hopefully what you figure out works going forward. But, um, you know, it's just right now, maybe focusing on debt payoff isn't the best goal to have because it's going to make life more difficult versus just making those minimum payments and keeping, making sure you're paying on time. Really, those are the two big things um, to to keep in mind right now. If you're really, really short on cash, that's a good way to yeah. kind of reallocate the funds that you have to to meet the needs that, the more basic needs that you have immediately. Yeah, the worst and thing you, in that situation you can do is continue to make the aggressive debt payment while racking up additional credit card debt to pay Take care of your basic needs. Exactly. Exactly. So just something to consider. It's obviously not going to be the best, you know, the perfect solution for everybody, but it is an option and that some people I don't think will immediately think of as a way to kind of reallocate the funds that they do have available. So, Well, Jenna, we'll take another quick break and we'll continue talking about how we can plan for coping with inflation and higher costs all the way across the board on Good Money Moves. On News Talk 1340, KROC AM at 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM at 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. On Good Money Moves this morning, we're talking about the impact of inflation on our everyday budgets. And uh, Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union has been giving us some tips. I suppose when you're looking at budgeting, we're looking at, you mentioned some of the frivolous things that we might be spending money on and trying to get rid of exorbitant interest payments that we're making. Mm-hmm. Are there anything else, any other other areas we could look at? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, a really, you at the end of the day, you just need to be really conscious of saving money where you can on a day-to-day basis, right? So this means just being a little bit more cognizant of the food that you are purchasing at the store, right? It can be really helpful um, to plan your meals ahead of time to avoid buying foods that you maybe don't need. Um, I find it really helpful to shop online and use the curbside pickup. Um, and I know pretty much every grocery store here in town has that option at this point. Um, but what's really nice about that is you can control how much you're spending before you spend it versus when you go to the store and you just throw things in your cart. It's really hard to truly know how much that's going to cost until you get 
to the to the checkout. So using some some digital tools really to help you kind of manage yeah. that spending a little better is a quick and easy and saves you not only money because you have more control over how much you're spending, but a ton of time. Like a ton of time. A ton of well, I never thought of that too because you'd see your um your checkout cart and you'd see the total amount right there yeah. before you check out. So you yeah. could go back and get rid of some stuff if you thought, ah, that's mm -hmm. too much. Go back. I don't yeah. need this, this, and this. And it actually makes it really easy to do comparison pricing because, you know, the at least in the app that I tend to use the most at the store I tend to sh do most of my grocery shopping at, it shows you, you know, here's all of the types of Clorox wipes we have available. Oh, what size sure. do you want? You know, here's the price. Here's the price per pound on the meat you're looking at. Here's the so you can really kind of get a good feel for what it is you're getting you know, you still get to see everything. You get to see all your options. And so it can be just very helpful. So if you haven't tried using one of those uh, curbside pickup apps for your groceries, I would really recommend it because I think you can, it's a really quick and easy way to save some money on your groceries just by being a little bit more mindful and paying attention to those prices before you get to the checkout. Okay. Um, but also I think paying, you know, paying attention to your energy consumption can go a long way as well. If you wait just a little bit longer than normal to turn on that AC this year, you can save yourself a lot of money there. Um, you know, open up those windows, turn on the fans if you have to. Um, you know, just if it gets cold again, maybe don't turn your heat on right away, you know, put on an extra jacket, that kind of stuff. Like if you're just a little bit more cognizant of it and um, maybe, you know, just setting your temperatures in your house just one or two degrees different than what you normally would, that can save you actually quite a bit of money over the sure. long term. So just little tweaks, right? You don't have to say we're not using the AC at all this year. Like don't, you don't have to go that extreme. Just little tweaks can help. Um, but, you know, and we've mentioned this before when we talk about budgeting and cutting costs, right? Look at those unused subscriptions or services that you're not using, or maybe you don't use as much as you anticipated, you know, that's a really great way to cut costs right away. Um, gym memberships, you know, if you're using the, the, the food delivery services, um, you know, magazine subscription or newspaper just subscriptions that you have, those are, you know, while yes, it's nice to have those in your life and maybe you do enjoy reading them still, is it something you could live without in right. the short term? You know, something like that just to kind of cut some costs where you can if you need to. Um, but reevaluating things like your phone plan or even your insurance plans are really kind of quick and easy ways to cut some costs too because you can, you know, you can save a significant amount by switching insurance plans sometimes. Um, oh, yeah, I've done it. Yeah, um, and there's tons of options out there for phone plans these days. You know, those pay-as-you-go plans um, can actually be really reasonable, and you still get pretty good service with those. So, you know, you don't have to necessarily have the the high-end phone plan to get you through if you're if you're really struggling for cash right now. That could be a really good way to cut some costs. And again, in the short term, if things even out and you find you have more money and you and you really truly need that bigger, better diamond platinum plan go back to it but you know again short-term solutions to kind of help you save some money um you know saving on gas huge right so just think about ways that you can maybe plan your errands a little bit more strategically so you're not driving um all over town multiple times um carpool to work maybe all good options um but there's actually some really 
kind of neat apps out there too that you can use to help you find the cheapest gas prices in town or near you or wherever you're driving to. There's a couple of them. I know Gas Buddies one that um, some of my um, acquaintances use. There's another one called Gas Guru. Can just help you um, save a couple bucks on gas there. And there's tons, tons of apps out there too that will give you like cash back for money that you use at the gas station, things like that. You can look into those. Just be careful not to drive too far out of the way to get a little bit (laughs) lower gas price. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. You'll kind of like cut your savings off there. (laughs) So (laughs) good point. Um, But really at the end of the day, the best thing that you can do right now is just to really practice intentional spending. So that means just really focus on spending your money on things that truly are going to bring value to your life or are a basic necessity. So, um, in a time where items are costing more and more and those budgets are stretched, the importance of really being intentional with your purchases just becomes even more important. So really just kind of take some time, think through purchases before you make them and kind of refrain from ordering things on the fly. Just just take an extra minute to go, okay, is this really a need? Is this a want? Do I truly have the room in my budget for this? Is it going to put stress on my budget unnecessarily if we buy this item right now or can I wait? So just some things to kind of keep thinking about just to be a little bit more intentional with that spending right now. I like the term intentional. That's really good. So as always, great information, but there's so much more, I'm sure. Where where can I find out more about budgeting for inflation or just (laughs) budgeting in general? Absolutely. Uh, As always, I encourage everyone to visit our website, firstalliancecu.com. Get subscribed to our blog where we release new financial tips and advice every week. Um, Of course, past episodes of this show are available at firstalliancecu.com slash podcast or on krocnews.com. You can also subscribe to Good Money Moves on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Um, And if you love our show and are listening to it on your favorite podcasting app, please take a minute to leave us a review on your favorite platform. Um, Of course, if you have any financial topics that you would like us to cover or questions you'd like answered about money on Good Money Moves, send me an email at marketing at firstalliancecu.com. I'd love to hear from you. And of course, I strongly encourage you to reach out to our team at First Alliance Credit Union so that they can help you find the best financial solutions to meet your personal goals. Fantastic. Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union. Thank you again. Absolutely. And we'll chat next week. Mm-hmm. It's Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.